Good morning, everyone. We are super pumped, super excited, because, of course, uh, for many of you, it's hump day. Uh, for us, it's Wealth Wellness Wednesday, which is one of our favorite days of the week. We've got a great guest on today, but good morning, everyone. This is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Noni Boss, live with two sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0, Wealth Wellness Wednesday, of course, like Carol Sue said, one of her favorite days. And before we sign off for the day, um, she is going to inspire us some more with uh, wonderful tips with for Wealth Wellness Wednesday. Today, we have an amazing guest on which we are excited to talk about and introduce. And I'm just going to dive right on into it. Welcome, Kim, to the Two Sisters podcast family. And I'm having a tr I'm having trouble with pronouncing your last name, so I do apologize. That's okay. Uh, I Let's didn't... see how bad she butchers it. Go. <laughs> okay. Bilk? Very close. Billick. Billick. Okay. So I was close. That's not bad. Think so... of think of Billichek. Billick. Uh, there, there you go. There's some sports involved with that. And you know, speaking with different entrepreneurs along the way, you know, uh, obviously we had our pre-discussion and I was fascinated that we don't talk about the subject enough. Mm. So if you can, without me saying anything further, tell us, um, enlighten us on what you do and why that is so important to you. Yeah. So um, I'm a women's sexual health coach. And what I do, it's more than just sex. Like as soon as people hear that, they hear just sex. So what I do is I help women connect with their bodies, their feminine and sexual energy, and also align their hormone health. So I say they could be badasses in all areas of their life. And why I'm so passionate about this. So I've worked in the healthcare world for 11 years. And in 2017, I lost my period as I prepped for my first bikini competition. And so being in healthcare, I was very open about it. I went to my gynecologist, coincidentally, around that time, just because I, I had my yearly checkup. And the only thing she had to offer was birth control. And I was like, no, I'm not taking that. And so I, at that time, too, I'm a yoga therapist and a health coach. So I was like, I need to practice what I preach, and I'm going to heal myself. And so as I was going through my healing journey, I was very vocal about it. And I realized so many women are on their own healing journeys and are getting no support. They feel so alone. The doctors just want to push pills or surgery and no one's talking about this stuff. And so two things. One, I was like, I want to compete again, but I don't want to do this to my body because I know it's unhealthy. And two, I was like, I want to be the voice of women and these uncomfortable conversations that a lot of people aren't having. And so I want to educate and support and empower women to live this life. And I really believe you could be a CEO, a mom, a bikini competitor, a marathon runner, an artist, whatever that um, really lights you up and still maintain your health. So this is where I um, started my uh, coaching business and my business is called Amala Living. Amala means pure in Sanskrit. So pure living mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, because I really believe all of that is involved in the healing process. So now when you are very interesting, because I'm going to come in with, eventually as we get really going in this conversation, I'm going to, I'm going to hit some hot 
button items that I'm curious, right. to see, uh, curious to see uh, how someone in your industry of talking about these specific things, which is so important, uh, incorporates. But my first thing is, uh, you're talking about hormone therapy. Yeah. You know, you know, I do know that with bikini contests, a lot of them, just like men, uh, take different things, hormonal therapy or whatever you want to call it, to enhance uh, their physique, a uh, uh, different structure of the, the muscle piece to it. Uh, sometimes it's a lot of creatine. Sometimes it's the actual hormonal therapy uh, and how it really, uh, for me, it changes the chemical makeup of that person's own healing process to naturally uh, use what's right, right kind of in their backyard with just you know, foods, supplements, uh, herbs, uh, things of that nature. So are you finding that there's a big increase uh, in that? Or do you think like specifically the bikini and or uh, bodybuilding, because there's a lot of women that are also in bodybuilding, contests that they are really shying now away from the chemical piece to de the development of their craft with their body yeah good question actually i think i think so yes it, and it really but it also depends so actually for myself i competed in the natural federation so everything was natural so very good to like to go along with with your question um and you actually get drug tested before you step on stage. And then if you win, you you know, you have to do more testing to prove that you didn't take anything. So I was very, very natural. But what led to me losing my period was it was actually stress because I was prepping for my show, which is 25 to 30 hours a week, working full time as an occupational therapist, teaching yoga, setting yoga therapy and doing some contract work as a as a therapist. So that's like a lot on my plate. And I actually had lost my period two months before the show. And I was like, oh, once the show's done, I'll be fine. So it was stress for me. And then I say the extreme dieting and and that intense exercise at the end was just like the icing on the cake for it. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's moving forward. I did compete four more times naturally. Um, actually, in that time, I even went vegan and had the best body composition I ever had. So I was like super clean, super natural, but I mean, like, um, I shouldn't say it like this, but I used to train, I just moved to Florida, but I was in LA and I was training at Gold's Gym Venice and I was seeing what was going on there <laughs> in regards to the extra drugs and stuff. Um, and that is gonna make an impact on your body for sure, for sure. Uh, sidebar note, we're in Florida. I'm in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, I'm in Vero Beach. <laughs> I'm not even sure where that is. I'm so new here. I've been here for a month. No, I uh, actually was just in uh, Fort Lauderdale last week uh, before I went flew to Texas, and I am probably about you know a mile and a half away north. So oh, okay. I'm uh, past West Palm. Okay, I know more more or less where you're at. Yeah, so it's a, it is a great area, and you know we are we are blessed that we've got decent weather where you can get out and you know get, kind of get out of that gym environment as we talk about you know, and, and do some, you know, we, we have a lot of, I say a lot of yoga classes on the beach, uh, as well as just a lot of different exercises and things that really enhance someone for competing. Uh, but it's interesting to say that, you know, we do talk about stress and how it does impact. And uh, Jan and I can, can attest to that because, um, you know, it, it's funny how the stress piece uh, is really normally, or has been in the past, associated more with men 
Uh, but now it's, you know, women, you know, over the last few decades have really dove into the work industry and the entrepreneurial industry, as well as still maintaining being wearing those multiple hats of mom, nanny, grandma, aunt, uh, and still providing for their family and managing what's going on in the house. And still remember, you know what? I can take care of me and my desires and my passion. Mm -hmm. The stress level has gone from here to, ooh. and then of course, what's going on in our world. So I can only imagine uh, the stress level. Don't you think, Jan? Like, you know, you're trying to wear all these hats. We talk about it all the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I can obviously so relate to that as everybody can with, you know, different things and events that have popped up, you know, in our respective lives. But I think it just goes to show you too, that no matter what happens, we are always in control, you know, and for me, I'm trying to like reestablish, you know, certain things and, and it's been hard, but I think the point to remember is it's okay to take care of yourself and mm -hmm. recognize that those stressed opportunities um, often lead hopefully to better things is kind of what I'm trying to say. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I know that you, you would mention California, I believe, and the gym that you are at. And obviously I love going to the gym and I would consider myself a former gym rat in reference to that, you know, what did you like about it? What did you not like about it? The, the training for my show. Hmm. What I loved about it is I, even though I know you get on stage, it's a personal journey at the end of the day, because especially when you get to the end and I, I just want to like preference this prepping for a show is not healthy in any ways, especially when you get to that last month and it's not a healthy lifestyle that you could sustain for long-term. So, and it's very extreme. Um, but with that, like just watching your body transform and just seeing you go, you shift through this journey and it just goes. And so what I take from it is that mental strength of those days when you're like, I'm just so hungry or I'm just so tired, but you still go to the gym. I transfer it into other parts of my life. Now I'm like, if I have the discipline to do that, I could have the discipline to start my business, to sit down and do my meditation. Yes, it may get uncomfortable because I want to do other things, but I get to sit in this discomfort and just know I have that strength. So that's something that I have really taken from it. And um, I do have someone really close in my personal life who competes and is like very healthy and she's a mom, she's a doctor. She actually, she's a single mom. She's a doctor and she competes. and. It just show like I use this as an example there again competing is very extreme, but it takes a lot of time and when you really get down to setting boundaries, you can incorporate all these things into your life. So one thing I really learned with my um, second and third fourth competitions is setting boundaries and just really being like no I need extra time to rest and be okay with it and also and this is what I say about that women can be badasses in all areas of life. Our lives are always fluctuating, just like our cycle is. Our cycles, you know, every single day in the month. 
and our energy is going to fluctuate as we move through that cycle. And we're going to, and just as that fluctuates, our life fluctuates and we're going to have different priorities. So as I was prepping for the show, moving forward, I wouldn't teach yoga during those time during that time because I needed more of the time to rest. And then once I was done competing, I'd go back to teaching yoga. So it's just moving those puzzle pieces around, if you want to say, to um, allow yourself to give a little more energy in one space and then take out a little bit. And, that, and that's what, and it takes some time because it takes um, for you to really become aware of, uh, you know, when you start feeling burnt out, what fills your cup, what doesn't. And actually recently I published a book, actually self-published a book to help women connect with their cycles, their energy, you know, throughout the month and just really see where they're at. And with that, there's reflections to even be like, okay, what is my main goal this month? And every month it could change. And by month, I mean like this round of my cycle. Right. Now you, you mentioned the sex piece to it. Let's dive into that. So our sexual energy is so powerful. I'm going to say it like the pussy power. And I mean, with the sexual sex side of it, yes, there is actual sex, but then there is also the sexual energy of creating. So if you go into the energetics, that's our second chakra, which is um, our emotional chakra. It's our, our sexual energy site. So whether you are a mother or trying to be a mother or maybe have no desire to have children, that energy that we create through sex, whether it's with a partner or self, we have, we're able to create whatever we want. It's something called sex magic. So through that orgasmic energy, you could manifest whatever you're calling into your life to, in order to create it. So that's like one aspect of it. And it's like when you're really tapped into that energy, um, you could walk into a big business meeting. Uh, I mean, even just signing, like, say if you're looking for a house even, and there's like competition for that house, you could walk in there and just like have that energy. And it's like, this is mine. So it's just really connecting to, to that powerful energy. And I know it's something that does not get talked about. Like, um, you know, so many things from masturbation, women ex um, experiencing pleasure, I speak to women that don't even look down at their vulva and I'm saying vulva because that's the exterior um, vagina is more inside. I'm just sharing that because I know some women don't even know that. Right. And well, it's they, become might, they might have heard it on Seinfeld at one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just like becoming like really loving yourself. Like there's so much shame and like dirty, you know, dirtiness around that. Even our periods, our periods are so powerful. That blood has like, um, uh, what's the word I want to say? Stem cells in it. Uh, people think I'm a little weird when I tell them this, but I actually give my menstrual blood to my plants because it's very, it, it's it's like a fertilizer for them. So our, our menstrual like blood is actually very healing. So it's just connecting to that part of of your body and, and the energy of it. Well, now I'm going to tap into the, the, the push button items, uh, obviously, because obviously you're, you were a competitor, you're an athlete. Uh, in, in all phases of your life, you're talking about the wonders and the beauty of a woman's body. And yet we, we, you know, we just came off of an Olympics where, you know, we have the whole trans transgender, which I call division, which should be a division of itself, where you've got uh, men and they are still men uh, in, in my book because they haven't even actually had the operation. They're, they're just, from what I understand, the uh, person that won, I don't want to even say his name, uh, has only been on a therapy for, for just about a year. 
Uh, obviously, it was very evident that you know he had he had he had his junk in his trunk, taped up, or however you want to look at it, and he didn't do a very good job of taping. However, you know when you have you know you're you're on one side you you're, you're really sharing the the beauty of women empowering themselves uh, with all things, uh, their mind, their spirit, their body, get in touch with that, making sure that we're not put into that category. And yet, from a national perspective of what is going on in the world, the the gender of being a woman is really uh, trying to, to me, it's almost like going backwards, um, that we, you know, we're not supposed to embrace who we are. And we've worked so hard in the industry uh, through corporate, through professional, through, you know, having our right to vote, to, you know, becoming CEOs, uh, to be, uh, you know, legends in sports. And yet now you've got another therapy, another hormone that is being used to transgender uh, biologically a male, regardless, I don't care, you know, and for me personally, it's a hot button item because to me, it's really um, not respecting your body um, and doing things that, you know, your body was, body was created a certain way. And I'm not saying don't embrace all of you. I don't mean that. I'm just saying where, you know, that's your specialty. Where do, you know, are you dealing with any women that are like, you know, you, you're telling me to embrace myself, love myself, respect myself, you know, get all, get all up in my body, uh, which we should and, and rightfully so. And then you've got that piece of what's going on in the world. Yeah. Um, so what, what, what's your actual question? You want to know my opinion so, on so it? Or be, are you, right. Are you dealing with, you know, women that maybe that are, you know, struggling with that saying, you know, I'm doing, you know, you want me to embrace myself and, you know, I am trying to understand my stresses, but say I'm a competitor. We'll give a, a, hypo mm -hmm. a hypothetical question. I'm a competitor and I'm competing now against someone yeah, in my gender division and I'm doing it. And that's now adding stress to my life. I, yeah. I don't know if you've ever encountered that yet. I, I actually, I haven't. I haven't. Okay. The closest I have encountered was actually one of my old colleagues who's uh, in the medical world had um, a coworker that was going through hormone therapy, tra transitioning from a man to a woman and wanted to compete. And she referred her to me, but I just, she wanted like actual guidance to prep. And I was like, that's not what I do, but that right. would be the closest that that would right. be the closest. Um, right. Yeah. I, but in regards to that, I know it's not quite a long, I, well, I'll say two things. One, I really do what you want. Like in regards, I, you know, yes. if that's, if that's what makes these people feel complete, and happy, I'm fine with that. But in regards to actual women competing, I mean, ge um, just genetically how we're, you know, born, it, it does, I feel like it does make a difference. And I, you know, I definitely support women staying with, you know, competing against women, because there is going to be that difference. Um, but the other thing I do want to just say to that is, you know, you're just saying all the hormones, and I know it's not, you know, going from a transgender male to female, but women that are on birth control, even like we, it takes us away from our own natural cycle. And this is something doctors don't talk about. They're just like, right. take this pill, like it's candy, but then it messes with our natural cycle. And the way I'd like to explain it is, you know, our cycle, our estrogen goes up and it goes down progesterone. So it's kind of yeah. like this, right? right? But when we're on birth control, I say it's flatline, like a heart rate monitor. It just like, 
it, it, it literally like kills the flow of our cycle. So then women are wondering, well, why do I feel off? Why am I moody all of a sudden? Why, why do I have no sex drive? The pill actually turns your sex drive off. It drops testosterone, which is natural for it probably a lot of women probably most don't know that so when you talk about looking at it from a natural perspective um now obviously jan and i are not uh in that category anymore but you know we we you know i've got a daughter and i've got a, a granddaughter what would be a natural because you're talking about really introducing and really making women aware that there are natural ways to deal with kind of all of that your period uh the changes because we do know that stress can and I, I don't think people equate that stress will do something to your cycle, but it most certainly does. I um, think it's a huge yeah. factor that's not looked at. Right. I mean, if you ask any male that has mostly women in his home and when they each are going through the cycle, he's going to, well, there's a, there's a lot of hormonal things going on here. <laughs> well, that is true. But yeah. if we have a more natural way to deal with that. Um, so what what do you dive in from the natural piece to it? So a few, I mean, it, it depends what they're dealing with, but I'll, I'll just like touch on like a few things. So for example, PMS is like a huge thing and it's, you know, they say 80% of women experience PMS and it gets put as, well, that's normal. That's part of being a woman. No, it's not normal. It's common, but it's not normal. So I'll like talk that. to, you know, to a few things about that. Um, diet is a big thing. So dairy, uh, I, is a big thing that I would suggest cutting out and just seeing how it's affecting you just because uh, dairy uh, causes inflammation in the body. And it, I mean, if you are going to have milk or something like making sure it's organic because these animals are being given antibiotics, right? Or whatever other chemicals <laughs> that are going in and then we're ingesting it. And so a big thing actually I'm going to post about it today is like estrogen dominance, high levels of estrogen. And a lot of it has to do with the foods we are eating uh, because there's um, estrogen mim mimicking chemicals and toxins in our environment. So from the foods that we're eating, um, just the stuff that we're putting in our hair, our nails, our skin, all these things. So dairy is a big thing. Sugar. Mm -hmm. Sugar is another big thing, especially around that time of month. I know we get like these these cravings and stuff. But so I would say cut the sugar out. And then yeah, if you still have like this craving that you want something sweet, adding in root vegetables. So like beets, carrots, sweet potato, cause they're still that sweeter fruit, but they're higher in fiber. So they're gonna make you feel full and satisfied. Yes, they're gonna help make you feel regular. Being regular is actually very important for our hormones as well to prevent um, estrogen getting stuck in the body if you want to say right. um and cacao is really great so that's like your pure chocolate you can make a cacao um, hot chocolate or you know make some homemade brownies using it and the beautiful thing about cacao is it's very high in magnesium and most people are magnesium deficient and magnesium yes. helps with our mind our, our stress levels it helps with our digestion so it could help with the bloating that you may be experiencing so those would be um, some suggestions the other thing is naturally as we hit that time and th this is where it gets really important to like tap into our cycle um, so when we hit as we're coming to ovulation our energy is going to go up naturally our estrogen's higher testosterone's high we're feeling outward that's when we want to go out um, we're feeling more sexy and then on the other side as we hit ovulation, move towards our, our bleed, um, testosterone, estrogen drop. And that's when 
the moodiness, right? Like women talk like, I feel crazy or people are saying I'm moody and stuff. Um, that's when that could creep up and it, it could happen naturally because our, um, our hormones are dropping. So it's really tapping into that and honoring and giving yourself permission to have more time alone. Uh, you know, yeah, and if you, if you're one. married or have a partner and you have children, uh, just having that open communication, this is where I think it's beautiful that we get to have these communications and not make this so taboo and hush hush, like have these communicate uh, the, these conversations and just be like, babe, I need an afternoon to myself. Can you take the kids or, you know, send, take the kids to grandma's house or something and be okay with having that afternoon to yourself. You're not selfish because really in the end, you're going to feel refreshed. And when you see your kids later on that day, everyone's going to feel better. You're not going to feel, feel so irritable. Um, and then you're going to get to enjoy the time with, with the kids a little more. Another thing I like to say is if you notice you are very emotional and moody, every single month, taking time to reflect and really, and this is where the, what I will call the shadow work is, why is this coming up? Especially if it's month after month, where are you not fully expressing yourself? Because during that time of our month, we're like the bullshit detectors and uh, we really reflect, right? So yeah, you could, you know, do a reflection and check in on your finances, but it's a good time to go inward too and really reflect like, where am I not showing up for myself? And you may like have some things that really come up and it may not, if something comes up, maybe not the moment to deal with it right then because of just where we are, where you are in your cycle. But after your bleed, if you have to have that tough conversation with somebody because you've been holding it in, have it after. Wow. Yeah, that's a double wow. And I just want to share um, some comments that we have. Um, our amazing friend Sandy is watching with us. And she also met, she's a functional nutrition uh, coach and uh, I, she's like my go-to person. Um, she mentions obviously that stress is a toxin, so true. Um, mm -hmm. Balance is very important. And um, that the messies, um, I'm pronouncing that not the right way. It the also, messies, yeah. yeah, it, um, it messes with the gut micro binome. Hope I said that right. Yeah, yes. Actually, so even so going back to the birth control conversation too. So birth control actually messes with our gut biome, which, you know, could actually impact our mood because where is 95% of serotonin produced in our stomach? Right. right. And then even women wonder why they're gaining weight, why mm -hmm. they may be feeling more bloated, and it could actually be connected to being on the birth control. Um, and then also what she said, to, uh, which Sandy said in regards to stress. So, and I know we've been talking about it and stress mm -hmm. can show up in so many ways. So I'll use this as an example too. Over-exercising is stress on the body. If you're not balancing the amount of exercise with how much you're eating, because a lot of women will be exercising and then not eating enough to support right. that, right? So your body doesn't re recognize this as, oh, this is exercise, this is good for me. It starts recognizing it as stress, like it puts you in that state of fight and flight. Right. Uh, so that blue lights are a big thing too. Um, it, it could be stress if you're traveling, uh, perception, just like your environment, who you're with. So there's so many aspects of stress too. It's just not like, oh, I'm stressed, but it's really like pinpointing where in your life they're stressed and 
what I like to do with my clients is one um, activity or exercise I give to everybody. So it's easy to focus on the negative, right? Like what's stressing you out? But then on the flip side, what makes you feel good? And I call it the calm container. What makes you feel calm? And it could be a person, a place, an activity. So I actually get my clients to write like at least five things. And when you feel that you're getting up here, you get to go to your calm container. Oh, I like that. The calm container. Um, I do like that as well. I, um, you know, interesting, you know, when we talk about dairy as a whole, um, I would say I'm probably at this point about 90% 90 dairy free. What I thought was very telling was really when we think of the the outer forces of government regulation, all these different, uh, you know, FDA, all these people where they're they're connecting, uh, you know, the, the milk does the body good. It's a psychological piece that we learn very young. Uh, the dairy is is a necessity for 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 bone density and bone strength, and yet it's one of the number one contributors of cancer, especially breast cancer. Yet you'll see a pink ribbon on a milk carton, like yep. the, the the craziness of of what you know, a woman has to go through what is good, what isn't good. And after I dove into, uh, as you're talking about, just the, the, the bloating and the retaining and the uh, inflammation. And once I, uh, I caught that you talked about, you know, once you went vegan for that short period of time, that you noticed that you had less inflammation and, and you actually performed better on stage. And yet uh, a lot of people still are not connecting those personal dots. And it's someone like you and uh, obviously the the platform of our podcast that really shares uh, the different ways of dealing with our hormones, our body, respecting our body and connecting the dots that just because, you know, a government agency or FDA or whatever, you know, approves it doesn't make it necessarily good for us. And we have to really do our own due diligence in research and understand get in tune because our body is a machine. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a fine tune machine. And if you're not giving it good things, and like we talk about, you know, the, the meat industry, uh, even the farming industry, uh, knowing, you know, you know, is it truly organic soil? Because it has to be, I think it's like seven to eight years, somewhere in that timeline where they're not using pesticides and chemicals that you can actually say it's grown in an organic soil. And these are like, so it's mind boggling to women because this is what we know. This is what our moms taught us. Our grandmothers taught us. Now you're telling us, like, what do you mean the milk doesn't do the body good? And you're telling me to get away from dairy. So it really is really kind of retraining our brain to say, you know what? Listen to your body. Your body's yes. speaking to you. You've got to hear that inner voice, but also understand. And I always tell somebody, if you eat a certain food, because everyone talks about different food poisoning. I said, we poison our body daily. And sometimes we, we, I said, we know it, but we don't know it. So if you're eating, you go out to eat and, you know, within a certain amount of time, no, you may not necessarily, you know, break out in hives. You might not vomit or whatever. But if you're in the toilet for quite a while, that is your body telling you, no, you're putting poison in me. I got to get it out. Yeah. And yeah. speaking of stress, um, I just want to welcome Diane uh, to the broadcast. She mentions that we're all stressed. Diane, I hear you. 
yeah. can totally relate to that. And Sandy mentioned that um, milk is actually, which I knew this, is actually a very poor source of calcium. Yes, it is. And Diane just mentioned, and congratulations, Diane. She said no dairy for her. She lost five pounds immediately after leaving dairy behind. She also, okay, lowered her cholesterol by 35 points. That is amazing, Diane. Wow, that's awesome, Diane. That's, you know, these two people are taking complete control of their health. That is amazing. So congrats. So what would be the number one thing, Kim, that you could tell women out there of all ages? What would be the one thing that they should focus that the, of what they should be listening to their body, whether it's from, like you said, with really understanding, getting to know your body and not feeling ashamed <clears throat> of, you know, exploring your own body or, you know, from a mental aspect or from a uh, nutrition aspect? Ooh, what would be your number one thing? So I think just so that all areas are covered, I think my number one thing would be each morning when you wake up, it could be as quick as two minutes. Put your hand on your womb, take a five to 10 deep breaths and just ask yourself, ask your body, ask your pussy, what do I need today? And just sit in that silence for a moment and see what comes up. And that's um, a practice like I do every day and it, it's gonna change. And that, that's why I say it's gonna, for, so for, I'll use myself again, for example, I just unfortunately had a really bad infection. I was on antibiotics, I had no choice. And so my stomach's not feeling good right now. And I know it's related to the antibiotics. So like the last week, like I am knowing every morning comes up. It's just like, you need to be eating very light and like, you know, the prebiotics and probiotics and just all the good yeah. foods to, to nourish my, to nourish my gut. But before I moved here, it was like, Kim, you get to rest a little bit because I had a lot on my plate. So it, it varies. So just taking that time to check in and it, it can be done in like two to five minutes. Wow. Great that's advice. Yeah. Thank you for so much for sharing that. And how can our viewers and listeners um, get in touch with you? So um, I am on Facebook, but not a whole lot. Um, so you could find me on Facebook, uh, Kim Billick, B-I-L-Y-K, but I'm most active on Instagram and my Instagram is at Kim Billick underscore. Uh, you could also find me uh, on my website, www.amala-living.com. Yeah, I feel like that's probably most of the places where where you will find me. But yeah, if you have any questions, anybody feel free to reach out. Um, I will say just in relation to everything we're talking about, I believe I'm going to launch it the second week of May. First or second week of May, I am actually going to do um, a detox challenge, a five-day detox challenge, Monday through Friday. And it, I'm going to go deeper into like good foods to nourish your gut and working on gut health. Also the different um, everyday chemicals we use from hairsprays to makeup, perfumes, all those things, house um, cleaning products, cooking products. Um, so it'd be a good detox to get ready for summer, right? Because people are always like, I want to lose weight for summer, but let's get to the root cause of some of these things. Right. And I think that that's part of, you know, everyone, you know, they, they, they have a, a push because of a season. And I say, you know, seasons don't stop. Your body does, your gut health doesn't stop. So why wait for the season? You are the season. Just yeah. just start doing it. Just clean your body out. And it does. It means eliminating some foods 
uh, and understanding which foods are really good for you and which they're not, which are triggering. Um, uh, because we do, you know, a lot of people forget that within our gut, we do have a good bacteria, guys, we, we, and we want to nourish that. So it's not a matter of just stripping your gut. It's just getting rid of uh, and really introducing enzymes that are going to kind of juice up that gut to get rid of the junk, kind of the junk in the trunk, but it's the junk in the gut. Yeah, you want to clean it out, but then you also want to support the good. Yes. Exactly. Just want to mention that Sandy said, absolutely, I'm in. All right, Sandy. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, contact me and then I will get you on the email list and uh, have every, be able to provide you all the information. Wonderful. You know, what a great conversation, Kim um, Billick. Did I say that? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, you did. Thank you. Uh, you're very welcome. You know, it was our pleasure having you on today and um, the newest member of the two sisters family. And we can't wait to have you back. This We need to continue this conversation. I would love to come back. I, I could have Wonderful. these conversations all day. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, they, they are. They're, they're such important topics of all pieces. And, and you're right. Uh, I can say that uh, we have not had uh, anyone on that really touches on those certain subject matters. You know, and, and it's not taboo. These are conversations that we you know, uh, womanhood, you know, our tribe of, of who we are should be chatting about, shouldn't mm -hmm. feel ashamed, shouldn't feel awkward. Yeah, you know, first it might be a little awkward for somebody, but when they really think about it, I always say, take what, you know, resonates with you and build upon that. Exactly, exactly. Wonderful. Well, you know, today we're going to close out the show. And obviously we want to chat just a little bit about Wealth Wellness Wednesday. My name is Janice aka wellness diva 5.0 and i'm with two sisters and this is carol through aka naughty boss reminding you it is wealth wellness wednesday what does that mean it means having a healthy relationship with money and wealth uh because guess what the more you have the more you can impact others but you got to start somewhere you got to start somewhere with that mindset helping people and paying it forward. So on Wealth Wellness Wednesday, you know, think of somebody that you want to pack, but it's got to be the key is no one you know. Carol Sue, how can you do that? Well, very easy. You can go into, say, I'm going to use Walmart as a great example. How many moms you know are out there that are in that child aisle? Maybe they're buying diapers. Maybe they're buying formula. Maybe they're buying whatever, right? You know what? It doesn't matter about the financial piece to it. It could be a dollar, could be $5, could be 10 it's not the actual financial dollar amount. It's you actually physically doing and paying it forward. Now, how cool would it be for that unsuspecting mom to open up that box of diapers and a, you know, a, a bill fall, falls out, right? Well, that, that may be something where she's going to be shocked. It's going to impact her in such a way that she wants to pay it forward. Or maybe it actually helped defray the cost of what she was buying. And the whole point is it's the act of doing, the act of giving. And we hope that we really get that domino train going, jump on that train of kindness in paying that financial exchange forward with somebody that you don't know, not your favorite charity, uh, not helping out your girlfriend who's uh, overdrawn in her checking account, which of course you can still do that, but it's really to impact someone that you don't know because you do not know what that little act of kindness is going to impact their day and how it might change it. And they're gonna remember that and they're gonna pay it for it. With that, we wish everyone a great Wealth Wellness Wednesday. Kim, uh, you added so much value to our podcast today. We're super excited. If you need more information about Kim, once this is uploaded, you will see all her credentials and have to get a hold of her. 
um, right underneath that viewing. So we're super pumped, super excited, and I can't wait till we have Kim times two coming back on, and I know that will happen soon. With that, everyone have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. What's tomorrow? Trending Thursday. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.